0: This is episode number 254 with David Hobson and myself of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential now. Now, now. now, the
1: Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help.
0: and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. Nathan Chan here. I am the host of this show. And also the CEO and founder of Founder Magazine. So, today is a little bit something different. If you are new to the show, usually we interview super successful founders. And uh, this one, we're mixing things up. Uh, we're switching the mic. And uh, Dave, our head of growth and marketing, is going to be interviewing me for this episode. So, why is he doing it? Well, We did this on video, so make sure you go and check it out on YouTube if if that is of interest. Make sure you go and subscribe to our channel. We are pumping out so much incredible content for you guys. But the main thing is we're launching this incredible product that I'm really excited about, I'm really nervous about. I don't know if we should be doing this, but you guys wanted it, the community wanted it. Uh, Some of you may know or may not know at founder we produce a lot of educational courses i want to build one of the largest educational course platforms in the world for entrepreneurs and we find out what people want and we find people to teach it and usually that has to be practitioners people that have actually done it and one of the things that was really high demand was you guys want to know how to teach courses how to use courses to generate revenue how to create online courses to further serve your audience how to build a business around this whole online business digital products building a community all that side of things so we've actually created this incredible course i'm teaching most of it then we've got zach our head of product teaching the course development side and we are just giving away the farm like we are not you know like I was told that we, I shouldn't be teaching this course. Uh, but anyways, uh, Dave interviews me about this. So if you're interested in around all this whole course side, you want to create a course or you've got some got, got something you want to share with the world and you want to package that up and build a body of work around that, then you're going to love this product that we're launching. So if you want to know more, you can go to founder.com forward slash infinite scale. Uh, but yeah, Dave's an incredible interviewer. He's known me since the early days. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this really raw uh, interview where we just kind of, yeah, open up open up, and uh, share what is up if you want to know how to build a course-based business or produce your own course or build a digital products-based business. Uh, make sure you go and check it out. It is opening soon. We've got a ton of early bird specials. All right, that's it from me. Now let's jump in the show. My name's David
1: Hobson. I'm just joining you again to turn the tables and interview Nathan Chan. So first question, how'd you get your job?
0: Yeah, this one's always tough. Like it's easy, it's easy to actually, like I say this to everyone always and it's always, it always throws people off, but I'm not gonna ramble. Um, Look, the way that I started Founder was it all started with trying to find work that I was passionate about. Um, Throughout my life, I haven't really... Besides starting found, I've really been able to accomplish much. I never really got good grades at school. Uh, I never really excelled in sports or like even any craftsmanship. I, I never really found my path. And when I went to uni, um, I did a, uh, I did an IT degree and, you know, I absolutely hated it. And the only reason that I did that IT degree, in, you know, in computers was because, It was the only, like, the best course I could possibly get into, and I've grown up with computers. So basically what happened, long story short, is I got a job in computers and IT, doing IT support, and I absolutely, utterly hated it. And I was just so frustrated. And I went on this trip around Europe and um, for six weeks and you know, took us took like a little bit of a, a big holiday from this company I was working at uh, when I was working in IT support and pretty much I said to myself I never want to come back to this. Like I was dreading coming back to it. So I did a few electives in marketing um, when I did my first degree and I thought, okay, what if I could actually go back and maybe explore this whole marketing thing? I really enjoy it. So I went back, did a Master's of Marketing and I got a new job because um, I was working at this accounting firm and it was terrible. We used to have to track my time. Every single minute had to be accounted to, like, you know, the pains of working at an accounting firm. Uh, not saying that's a bad thing, but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't, it wasn't for you either. And yeah, basically, I got this job at this travel company doing IT support again. And I couldn't get a job in marketing. Even though I had a master's of marketing, I went back to uni a second time and I couldn't no one would hire me because I had no experience. So I thought, why not merge my passions with online and you know technology and computers with marketing? And that's where I actually found and found out about this actual little course called The Challenge, which I know you're familiar with by Ed Dale, who has been someone that's actually mentored us, which is crazy. And, and funnily enough, um, I did that. And I tried to make My first dollar online, which was an absolute disaster, Um, and I just wanted to do it for fun because I thought, you know what, like I want to find work that I'm passionate about. Um, I created this website called bestsmellingcologne.net, and it was just ridiculous. Um, Back in like five years ago, what you would try and do would be to rank for a key search term in Google. You would actually try and make that an actual domain. So Best smelling cologne actually got a decent amount of search volume, so I thought, why not do a reviews website on colognes and then see if I could have uh, enough traffic that I could sell sell banner ads like AdSense. So that was me just playing around. Um, absolute fail. Don't even know what I was thinking. But after you know six months. A year just playing around with that stuff and thinking that, you know, this is what I was going to do and have some fun with it, and still not being able to get a job um, in marketing, I decided to launch this magazine. Now, the magazine wasn't called Founder at the time, um, it was actually called Key to Success Magazine. Ridiculous name, like it's not a ridiculous name, but not the best name. And uh, within the first three months uh, of starting that, we were sued for trademark infringement. And um, yeah, I started this magazine around business and entrepreneurship because and it was a digital magazine on the App Store because I thought that there was a real need for really actionable, strategical, tactical-based content where people could learn what it takes to build and grow a successful business. And it wasn't fluffy stuff. It wasn't you know the Forbes 100 list. It was relatable content. And there wasn't really a magazine out there that spoke to aspiring founders, aspiring entrepreneurs or early stage startup founders. So long story short, that's how I got my job. That's how I started this crazy thing called Founder um, and the rest is kind of history. Nice.
1: Well, um, and that's when we first, that's what we were discussing the last podcast and I'm I'm feeling a little bit now. I'm used to the cameras. I'm comfortable interviewing and, you know, I remember, yeah. So we first, we first met around the time you'd just done around maybe issue number three and you were just kind of stepping to this whole world. You were at that full-time job, uh, living a bit for the weekends, kind of excited about this promise of online. And I used to just remember you just trying to wrap your head around, you were reading different blog posts and trying to look at things and, and really just trying to focus on, on growth. So we've definitely spoken about that transformation of going from being in that place of stuck in a soul destroying nine to five to then, um, I mean, it's been a year since we caught up on, you know, in a recorded way. What's happened in the last year? So, but last we left, there was a transformation. You'd gone from, you know, frustrated nine to five, built a team, built a business. um, And we finished that off with what you were hoping to do in the next year. What's happened at Founder in the last year?
0: Yeah, just some context. um, Yeah, when you interviewed me, that was an awesome interview. It was a ton of fun. You asked me questions that I... Yeah, never even thought about, like never, you know, no one's ever asked me. It was awesome. Um, So what's happened, you know, a year ago since you interviewed me? um, Well, We've really expanded the team. Uh, we've really tried to expand our product based as well. Um, like when it comes to, to founder, we are uh, like a two-part business. We've got media content on the front. So we produce a lot of audio, video, and written content and the magazine as well. And then we've got the other part where we're an educational business where we produce educational courses taught by world-class founders that have actually done it. So We've scaled up our courses. In the past year, we've produced at least 10. No, yeah, we've produced at least 10 new courses. Not all of them have gone live yet. And we're really starting to carve out this niche Or in this market of like the sea and wave of just so many gurus and all these different courses out there taught by gurus, we're starting to really build this incredible platform for people that if they want to learn something, they can learn it. Like, you know, let's just say copywriting, or they, you know, you want, let's say you want to learn how to hire somebody. We will have a course on that eventually. And it's going to be taught by somebody that's actually done it. They're a legit founder, they're a practitioner. So, We've really built out our platform. Uh, most recently, we've set up a, an office in New York, which is super exciting. Um, we're starting to build a team out there. And the reason, you know, we're here in Melbourne, Australia right now, and the reason that we're building this office out of New York is because we really want to scale up our video content. I think there's a massive opportunity for us, um, especially on the media front, uh, to build like you know the, the vision and the mission of the company is how do we impact tens of millions of people every single week with our content, whether it's video, whether it's audio, whether it's written, whether it's anything at all. How do we build this incredible brand that in turn could potentially drive humanity forward with some of the businesses and things that that sparks from people consuming our content. So, um, you know, that's why we need to produce this, like, ridiculous amounts of video content. Most of our customers, most of our audience is in the United States. So um, yeah, lots happened since. We're, we're learning as we go. We're definitely not getting it right every time. But uh, yeah, we went to Thailand. Uh, we we uh, uh, celebrated an incredible year last year. 2018 was a rock star year. We smashed all of our targets, exceeded them. And uh, yeah, we flew the whole team and we just hung out and, and planned out uh, You know, what's going to be a big year this year as well.
1: Yeah, and it's funny. I always catch you on these milestones because, you know, the, all these we've known each other, worked together on different things. That's one thing I've always done with you. I've always tried to think like I see these milestones because I see you talking about you can't wait to do this. And then sometimes because you're always thinking ahead or like years ahead, you, you kind of blitz ahead onto the next thing. Yeah. And to me what's kind of crazy and what I was hoping you'd say is like even here you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we've got an office in New York. Like that's huge. Like we started off where the idea of even – setting up a a company in another country and setting up an office and a team and going into somewhere as big as new york i mean in terms of taking on the global stage taking on america that was something that was like an intimidating goal at one stage and now it's just like ticked off the list and you (laughs) like on on to the next thing um so i thought that was a massive milestone yeah i um, agree to really be able to scale and So one thing I wanted to do today definitely is really talk about the business model. I know I get a lot of questions. You get, how many emails a day do you get? Hundreds. Across everything Yeah, Um, And I know that's across all things. Sometimes it's just like random spam. Sometimes it's people who are just grateful. Uh, I know you get a lot of things where people just really, you know, appreciate the content that that we put out. Uh, Also a lot of questions around the business model, what we do. Um, And we've been talking today saying, look, you've scaled this company, built a team, gone international and it all started with the desire for a digital magazine. So, you know, it's it's definitely, it's a company that started all based around digital products. Yeah. Um, our humble beginning. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about why you did that and why you started with digital products versus any other business model.
0: Yeah. So, you know, when you think of magazines, you think of physical straight away and we do have printed magazines, we do have printed books but that came later. Um, so, To be honest, like the reason that we started as a digital magazine monthly subscription off the bat was purely cost. Um, I had no money to my name uh, when I started Founder. It cost literally $3,000 to purchase the software to allow us to build the app and to create the magazine, the first edition. And, you know, I used to love to travel. So I used to spend all everything I had on just traveling and then I'd go come back and I'd be at ground zero again. So um, cost was one of the biggest things. Um, Then the second thing was when it comes to to digital products, you only have to create them once and you can sell it an infinite amount of times, whether it's SaaS, whether it's courses, whether it's eBooks, whether it's a digital magazine. That's what's really, really powerful due to the power of the internet. And that's what's changed the game. So when I think about kind of what we're building at Founder, we're building like, I think of like as an analogy, I think like all of the products, whether it's even, even if it's not something that we can sell, whether it's a blog post, whether it's even this interview, we can create this, put it out into the world as if we're planting a seed and that seed will sprout. It's going to provide value. So when I think of like the business that we're, like we're in the business of producing, you know, digital content, whether we charge for it or not.
1: Perfect. And so, the first digital product that you that you sold. So I guess there's that distinction. There's kind of digital content that's like free, that's yes. you know blogs and all these kinds of things, which we do
0: do still invest heavily. Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of our stuff is free. Really, really valuable stuff. We're like our goal is every single piece of content we put out. We want it to be able to make a massive impact on your life or, or change whatever thought process you have about that particular topic. Definitely. And so. So the first, you know, paid digital product that you had
1: was the magazine. And how much were you charging? How much did that cost?
0: Crazy. $2.99. $2.99 a month. Uh, And still that, that's the cost still to this day. If you want to subscribe to the magazine, go and subscribe. We've got a lot of subscribers. Um, Yeah, $2.99 a month uh, or $3.99 per edition.
1: Crazy. Um, so that was the first one. And you built that. That was sort of the focus initially. That was the revenue stream. Yep. I know there were a few tangents where, you know, people would ask you to start a magazine. As you're figuring out different things, you would work on different things. But in terms of digital product, it was the magazine. Yep. And then tell me what happened. When did, you, when did you come up with
0: another digital product and what was it? So, the magazine still runs to this day. We're up to like issue, almost issue number 80, which is crazy. It still comes out every single month. And it took about, you know, two years. So it took about, so one one thing that I did very strategically was when I launched Founder, um, you know, we got like sued and all this stuff. And then, you know, it took a while to build it up. It took like 16 months, 14, 16 months before I could go full time on it, leave what I was doing in my IT job. And then I was starting to work out how to grow it and one of the things that really changed the game for us was Instagram and um, yeah like literally I, I, I tried all sorts of different things like to, to try and grow the magazine subscription base because all the traffic we were driving not even to our own site it was to the Apple store and getting people to download this magazine on their phone or their iPad and tried all sorts of things tried you know buying facebook ads tried blogging tried twitter tried pinterest tried all these social channels tried all these things that people said to do but the only thing that worked for us was instagram that really changed the game where within the space of two weeks we had ten thousand followers uh, within the space of a month i doubled the revenue the monthly recurring revenue of the the subscription for the magazine i was like okay i'm on something here so in typical founder form uh, everything we learn, uh, all of our best stuff, we just share it. And we wrote—I wrote—an in-depth blog post on how we went from ten to from zero to ten thousand followers in two weeks. And that blog post went semi-viral. Now, what happened next was something that I never thought that we would do: was all these people started contacting me saying, "Hey, like." I like, I loved this article. Do you do any consulting? Um, can you do this for me or my business? And uh, funnily enough, like, that's not something that we want to do. We don't want to get into the services business. We just want to produce world-changing products for people and put out awesome content to just help people, right, and build this business, right, and build this brand. And, like, how do we build, like, you know, like, it's an incredible brand that it helps serves people at masses, okay? So, yeah, serves people at masses. So, basically... Um, I said, no, it's not all we want to do. And people were like, oh, well, do you have a course? And that's where I was just like, oh, okay, well, maybe we can create a course around this thing and maybe there's something there. Maybe, Maybe we can serve people further or more than just a blog post. And, you know, this was like, what, three, four years ago? And back then, you know, Still, heaps of people were doing courses and all these other things, and I said to myself, I don't want to fall under that bucket. I, 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 didn't, I, I thought we'd just keep building the magazine, and that was our thing. And um, so what I did was I did a test. I, I put out an offer. We didn't have a very big email list at the time, still early days founder. We had like two thousand max three thousand people on our magazine. Unfortunately, back then it was very difficult to get all of our magazine subscribers onto our email list. so we didn't really have many people on our email list. Um, and yeah, I put out this offer and it was crazy that you know over a hundred people bought this workshop, which was the, our first ever course. It was an Instagram course. and I, basically revealed and detailed and went through like this whole framework of how you can rapidly grow your Instagram account, get crap tons of followers, and turn, you know, that audience, some a small portion of that audience into paid customers. And that was the first, that was the next digital product that we put out there. Yeah, we've played with some ebooks and paid ebooks and all sorts of things like that, but Um, Probably what you're referring to is, yeah, when did we launch launch our uh, next, like other digital product apart from the magazine, which was, yeah, a course.
1: Definitely. And just to keep it really actionable and tactical, um, I want to get into some of the specifics of that first one because I remember when you were doing it, we weren't actually working together yet. We were obviously talking a lot around these things. And so I remember taking that very first course and we're still even friends to this day with people that we met. Yeah, it's in.
0: crazy. Some of these people have had incredible success, like have hundreds of thousands of followers, got book deals, doing crazy stuff, and like these people have become like really good friends and people in our community, and they're like just like you or I, like as if we know them, right? But some of them we haven't even met.
1: Absolutely, and so it's just it was it was very impactful, and I guess I always want to try and bridge the gap between. I guess it's all we often do at founder as well is try and bridge that gap between where people can be watching something like this or reading something and saying, Oh, well, that's easy for you because you've got a crew and you've got this and you've got editors. I want to really wind it back to literally like what, what software you were using, yep, um, how you planned out the course,
0: how much you charged. And I might even drop in one or two embarrassing stories. Okay. So what software did we use? Um, literally just go to webinars or use some webinar software because um, my friend Maron at the time, like, cause I, cause I think when it comes to building a, creating a course and stuff, one thing that like holds you up is this thought process of having to get cameras like this and shooting it. And what do you say? And all this stuff. And my friend Maron was just incredible. He was like, he, in a one hour phone conversation, he said, all right, Nathan, this is what you have to do. He said, do not, go and record it, do any of this stuff, sell an online workshop. Sell an online workshop because from there what you can do is you can teach it. You can teach and just teach every single week and you can work out and answer people's questions and really help them. And, And then from there, that will form what is the recorded course. So the software we used to deliver that first version of the course was GoToWebinar where it was just, you know, like I think like 100 bucks a month. And that allowed me to you know, deliver these webinars or live presentations online. Then, uh, with respect to landing page software, I used lead pages, ClickFunnels, I think ClickFunnels was around, but yeah, used lead pages for whatever reason to put together the sales page. I got somebody on Upwork, didn't pay much money at all, got them to write the sales page. And sales pages still to this day, Dave's always helping with the sales page. That's why I'm hopeless because like I've always, like, I, I've, I've never been, like, good with sales pages and all that side of things. Um, but, yeah, so so I found someone on Upwork to write the sales page and then for with respect to, like, the checkout and uh, receiving funds, just created a PayPal button. So I had a PayPal account, had a PayPal button so people could go buy. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was the tech stack, super simple, super, like, you know, down and dirty, used MailChimp to email our email database. And then each person that signed up, um, when they signed up, um, the way that I like um communicated to them is if they signed up i would dump that um list of people that bought from from you know buying through paypal added them manually to our mailchimp and then that was my list of buyers and i communicated to them each week of the link to 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 do the class and then teaching the class i just used powerpoint and just had a series of slides and they were like super ghetto slides and the course, we sold it for $100. So, you know, the course, we sold it for $100. We don't really talk about revenue at Founder, but I'm happy to share, like, first experiences. You know, we, we sold the course for $100 and we had 100 students. So, um, you know, it was, it was a great launch for, for the first time, you know, doing anything like this. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. So that, that, was, that was the nitty-gritty of the tech stack, how I rolled with it, the price point, everything. Awesome. And so...
1: Oh, yeah, I do want to get into one or two stories because I was sitting live on those because I just want to keep it relatable yeah, for people as well. But then I guess the fast forward on that is started $100 and we saw people go through who now they've had book deals, hundreds of thousands of followers. It's been um, extremely impactful. And you've gone and taken that course and redeveloped again and
0: again until it's at a studio level. It's, I yeah, can't remember yeah, how yeah. many hours of content. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, we've done that course. Like I've taught it like five, six times yeah. or something, yeah.
1: Because content upgrading, of course, as we know, and I guess we talk about being real in these kinds of interviews, is it's a pain in the ass because Instagram changes things and then you've got to refilm everything and keep uploading it. And you learned a really kind of painful lesson was that it was like a super valuable course, super high in demand, but there was that vulnerability that when you teach something like that, that's not as evergreen.
0: So yeah, when it comes to content at Founder, um, one thing that we're always really big at is evergreen content, whether that's courses, whether that's books, whether it's magazines, whatever it is, or it's free content. How do we create something as an asset? Like, like how I came back to the other analogy, like planting a seed and watching it sprout. So unfortunately, with an Instagram course, while it's still great and we still maintain it right now, it's a lot of work because you know, we really want to create something that you only have to create once and then it's infinitely scalable. Definitely, but I think it was just interesting in terms of it began selling at ninety
1: seven dollars, and it, w- it was let's face it, that ninety seven dollar version was pretty raw and dirty. That yep. was that was keynote slides that you put together PowerPoint slides. How how early before? So if you were going live at nine am the next day, um, for, so it was a workshop. It was like what? It was six weeks. Yep. It was once a week. It was like Friday mornings or Thursday mornings or something.
0: Yep, Thursday, morning. was
1: Thursday mornings because it was Wednesday afternoon in the US. Yep. Um, I'd actually listen to it on my phone on the way in because I was working somewhere else. I'd listen to it on the way in. Um, So I caught some of the early stuff. So if you had, you know, I just want to keep it real for people because I think a lot of people, they really worry about getting started and what it looks like. And as you said, they try and start off with a studio presentation. Um, So when you're getting ready that first keynote, like if you were doing it 9 a.m. Thursday morning, when when were you putting that together?
0: (laughs) The night before. (laughs) The night before. Um, yeah, definitely the night before, um, but it was, it was awesome. Like, it was fun and it was easy because, um, funnily enough, before I even sold the course, um, I put in a few like beta, like testers, um, and one of those people, um, which was a friend of a friend, Meron's, one of Marin's friends, um, he, he was like really keen on this Instagram stuff and I said to him like, well, what would an awesome course look like? And he actually broke everything down for me, like what I should teach each week, what are the things, what are the lessons, what are the key things. And I just literally ran off that. He like said, I want to learn this, I want to learn hashtags, I want to learn shout outs, I want to hear how do you grow follower base, I want to hear analytics, I want to hear how I set up my account, how do I produce content, all these key pillars, right? And you know, the night before, I'd just think of like, okay, I'd spend a couple of hours and I'd be like, all right. Like what, what are those key pillars that I can teach and what are those lessons? And each lesson would have its own slide. And yeah, and then, yeah, look, literally would wake up 8.30. Back then, um, yeah, I remember I had to move back to my parents' place uh, because I had a falling out with my housemate. So I was living in my parents' basement and I'd just literally roll out of bed, make my porridge smash that and then yeah just get to work and do, do that presentation it was it was so much fun back there like yeah
1: it was cool I remember it was super engaged and I guess one of the the point that I was trying to hit on I think with that in terms of not being like oh you got ready late was because you knew it because you were good at it you're an expert and people were asking you it didn't stop you so you set that date again like how we've talked about in the previous issue uh, previous podcast what was great was you set up that habit of the magazine ships every month yeah. and the thing about selling a product, then you're committed to people, you've got to deliver, you've got that workshop, you've got a time it's gotta be ready by, because otherwise I think there's that rule where you know, obviously things take as long as you plan for it. So if you just set the time to teach the workshop, you know enough to, it's about getting people results, giving that value. And we've seen, I mean, like we've seen people fall into that that trap of they could, people could spend three months on their slide deck if they're not careful yeah. or that first workshop. So yeah, I think that's what I was trying to get to is just that it doesn't have to be perfect. It's about getting results. And most people, um, you know, they know enough, they know enough. But I guess the, the,
0: the thing there I'd like to talk about as well, I guess that not to be missed is you validated effectively. Yes. Yeah. 110%. I think there's so many people, whether it's, whether it's a course, whether it's a magazine, whether it's software, whether it's a physical product, you know, and we're, you know, we, we have courses on all these different things. I think the key thing to take away always is you want to create what we call a painkiller product, not a vitamin. There's vitamins and there's painkillers. And when you think of like a Panadol, and you really need it, it's a, you've got a headache, you wanna take it, you want it to go away. When it comes to vitamins, it's a nice to have. And you know the way that you get that painkiller product is you validate that one of the best ways to, to validate a product idea, if it is a painkiller or not, is to see and put it out to the market and see, it. let the market decide. And that's what we've done with like Kickstarter and stuff, you know, we've, we've done all sorts of things where if you think of Kickstarter, you know, we pre-sell. We're, I'm very, very big on pre-selling to validate a product idea. And this is not new stuff like, you know, this is stuff that I've learned from Mitch this is stuff that, you know, people talk about, but it's so important. Everybody thinks that they have a great idea. Um, everybody thinks that everybody would want what they think is a great idea, but you don't actually know until you pre-sell it. And that's what I did. Like, you know, with that Instagram course, um, you know, for all I know, plenty of people wouldn't have cared and we mightn't have got hardly any sales, but there was a decent amount of uptick. And a decent conversion rate to show that, yes, there was demand there. There was something there that people wanted to know. There was interest. And, you know, even with the magazine, you know, when I launched the magazine, the first day it launched, we made $5.50. And this is you know, a product created by somebody that was working in IT support that knew nothing about entrepreneurship, nothing about apps, nothing about design, nothing about business, nothing about marketing. But I put something together and for whatever reason, there was demand, enough demand for somebody. I don't even know who those two people are that believed in me. They thought, wow, this magazine looks awesome. I'm gonna subscribe. It's the first edition, never heard of it. I don't even know if there's a promise of another edition coming. And they believed in me and there must have have been something there. So that's why I kept going. And I think, you know, that's so key when it comes to launching any product is you need to be able to validate. You need to be able to sell it. Definitely. And then on top of that, I mean, so we've done, you've done so many
1: versions of that since then. So you rolled out in 97, you did it live um, and then... Obviously, what I know was was useful is when you do it live, you get Q&A. So you get feedback. You see where people's problems are, something you miss. And that's another reason not to go out and spend six months building something because you don't know where the holes and the gaps are, what people's real pains are. So you got that live feedback. And then you just kept iterating. You do a new version. And as you increase the production value, the depth of the course, the price also went up to match the value. Um, and so it's what started off as a pretty humble $97 live kind of workshop, hey, sharing Here's what I've done. It's now up to a thousand dollar course. Are you comfortable sharing around any kind of numbers around how many people we've put through the course or how much you think it's
0: helped with founder? We've we've had yeah, look, we've had thousands of students. It's it's you know it's a multi million dollar like it's a multi million dollar product. Um, Yeah, we've had thousands of students it's a multi-million dollar product it's been incredible like it's and it's helped a lot of people there like I can confidently say with that course it is responsible for you know people that have taken have generated tens of millions of followers Mm -hmm. respectively in the community maybe even more from what I've what from what I've gathered from my research and the success stories that we've been able to produce so yeah, it's been an incredible course. I don't even know how much like revenue people have been able to generate, but um, no, it's like collectively, but yeah, no, it's been an incredibly successful course. Definitely. And I think kind of embedded in what you're saying is something that
1: we do and, and you do when we're building these courses, I guess why we're, I guess, happy and congruent to sell things, right? Because we always make sure that A, that they've got to work. It's got to have at least like 10x the value yep. of, of of what we're selling it for. So I guess that's something in terms of that values alignment. So I guess bringing just digital products in line with passion and purpose and kind of legacy, because obviously there's the founder brand and what you want to do and build that out. And then there's the training uh, to go with that, but it really only succeeds when people succeed and just kind of being able to line up something you're passionate about with the mission of the business, but still obviously be able to fund the business and grow the business through that that kind of training. I think is really important.
0: Yeah. Look, when I think about founder, I think um, you know, we're, we're, we're a media company first and foremost. We're a content company. And the way that we build our audience is by providing value. The way that we have people in the founder community is we just provide ridiculous amounts of value. We have tens of thousands of hours, maybe hundreds of thousands of hours worth of free content out there to help serve people. And it's like not just about one particular topic when it comes to entrepreneurship. It could be anything. It doesn't matter your business. It doesn't matter the model. And, you know, from there, we build a community. We build an audience of these people that we are constantly helping. There's some people that are not that engaged, and that's okay. There's some people that might just read an article and go, oh, yeah, I've heard of founder. There might be just following us on Instagram or whatever. And then, you know, when I think about, you know, what we're doing, you know, we built, we're we building this incredible community of people, of founders and entrepreneurs And then we're helping them with our free content or we're helping them with our courses. Like, um, you know, that's not just gonna be the only way that we serve founders. We wanna be able to impact and serve founders however we can, whether it's through software, whether it's through, you know, connecting people with mentors or whatever it is. There's so many things we can do. We're building this incredible platform that really serves entrepreneurs in a very, very deep and action-orientated way that actually provides people value. And what we're really focused on right now is, is courses and education. How how can we, you know, if you listen to a podcast episode and hear that person, um, you want to learn more from them. Well, how do you? We'll, we'll work with them and if they're a, like, if they've got an expertise and they're a legit founder and they've actually done it, they're a practitioner, where, you know, if they've built a large, uh, you know, multi-million dollar a year e-commerce store four times like Greta, well, let's get her on. Let's let's get her not just doing a podcast. Let's get her to teach her how to build an e-commerce store. If it's somebody that's built a large brand using content marketing like Eric Banholds let's get him to teach a course on content marketing. So, you know, the thing with us at Founder is, is we would only teach courses like myself if we've actually done it. I think that's really important.
1: Absolutely, and just, I guess, before we kind of switch topics there's a few other things I want to get into but just to keep it really I guess actionable for people who are watching and thinking okay so they understand you know you started with um the magazine that makes sense that was validated as well and then you were getting asked and you about Instagram coaching consulting and you validated that into a course you kind of did a beta you sold it did it live as a workshop um what do you think in terms of what do people need to know? Like what would stop people? Like this sounds great, obviously. So what, what do you think stumbles people? Cause there's so many people we see in our audience where they think, great, do I just have to do a course? Like I can think of a few things, but like, you know, building an audience or people who feel like maybe they're not an expert, but what do you think stops people or someone watching this video who thinks, you know I would love to have an online business. I would love to do a digital product. Uh, what do you think stops them, or what have you seen stopping people yeah. from succeeding here?
0: There's a few things. I think a lot. There's a lot of people out there that sell the dream of selling courses, and they make it look really easy, and it is, but it isn't. <laughs> and there's that, that's that's the thing, right? Like. you you can do well from it, but you have to be able to have an audience and you have to, you know, be providing a lot of value and doing all sorts of things, which, you know, we could show you like, I, I, you know, we've, we've worked it out how to do this, but, you know, first and foremost, you have, you cannot just create a course and then expect to be able to sell it and even do like, you know, a 10 grand launch or whatever is like what I did. Like, I, I, we like found it even in the humble beginnings we had a small audience of people that were getting value for a couple of years from the magazine now I'm not saying it takes you two years to build up an audience but you do need an audience you do need to be going out there and providing value to people and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that people have because everyone wants to teach a course everyone thinks it's easy and then when you try and actually launch you launch to crickets or you don't get any sales so I think if you do have an audience, that's awesome. You don't need a large audience, and that's the key part. You don't need a large audience um, to to generate a decent amount of sales and 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 to build a sustainable business from this. But I really like this concept um, by Kevin Kelly called a thousand true fans, and that concept is that basically, and and it is true, um, and you know he talks about it to Tim Ferriss on Tim Ferriss' podcast, and he's wrote a very very famous article where if you want to build a business that serves you for the rest of your life, um, all you need is 1,000 true fans, 1,000 people that are willing to spend $100 a year with you. So if you can work and aim to have a thousand people in your community that know, like and trust you, then you can build a sustainable business. Now you have you can't make it happen overnight. Like any business, you can't be successful overnight. But if if you're prepared to go out there and and slowly build your tribe and your audience around a particular topic that you're passionate about or a topic that you have a certain level of expertise in, um, you know, you know like 10, 20, 30% more than any the rest of the world, then you can go out there and confidently teach that. So I think that's the first thing. You need to have an audience. It's not that easy to, to sell a course. So you don't need a large audience, but you need a audience. The second thing I think a lot of people get caught up on is the software side of things. You know, like you just need to follow like what I did. Just validate it, you know, like with a webinar, pre-seller workshop. I think that's one of the best things you can do to, to actually work out and see if you've got a painkiller product um another thing is you need to validate it i think that's a very common misconception a lot of people have this idea for a course and it doesn't do well because one they don't have an audience and two they haven't really validated it and you can validate it not from just pre-selling you can validate it from even other ideas like are there other people out there in the marketplace serving an an audience or an industry with a course Um, and are they selling a course if they are selling a course then there must be like, there must be something there. And this is a big, big industry. There are, you know, there are so many markets, there are so many niches, and it doesn't matter how, how big or small the niche is, there's always, you can definitely service a niche, like, um, or a market with, with, with a course. But at the same time, you have to always look, does it exist currently in the market? And you have to validate it. Um, you know, I think th- those are some of the key things that come to mind. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Definitely, because I, I, look, it is something we see in terms, I think people can find
1: it very, look, there's two ways I would say it. One is because we're doing so many courses now. One thing we see is people just think it's easy. Yep. They just think, oh, okay. So these guys just put out a course, some magic happens and everything just works. Whereas, you know, we know and our team knows from like, you know, blood, sweat and tears, what goes into it. And, and I think it's always something we rely on is, is getting that framework understanding a framework, and then reapplying it, which is very different to people assuming something's easy. So on the one hand, sometimes people assume it's too easy and they go out and they probably learn the hard way because, sure, anyone can shoot a video and say some stuff, but having a course that adds value, solves a problem, builds a community, sells all of these things, it's it's simple but it's complex at the same time. And then I guess the other one would be, as you mentioned, I think yeah, people often do struggle where maybe they understand that side, but they underestimate Needing an audience, and that seems to trip up a lot of people.
0: Yeah, so when I think about building an audience, I think it's really about focusing on one channel if you can, Um, like we did. Like in the early days, all we did was focus on the magazine. Like just focus on the magazine, build up the magazine, build up the community there. Um, Then we moved to to another channel, which was Instagram, which really accelerated our growth. But when it comes to building your audience, I think the key thing to take away there is you need to build your email list. I know a lot of people talk about messenger bots and all these other things, but you need a way, you need you need something that allows you to communicate to your tribe and foster your tribe and foster your community. And there, still to this day, there's nothing better when it comes to like selling online email marketing, like building your email list, nothing beats it. Um, you know, messenger bots, all these other things that people talk about, blogs, all these other things. You need a, 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 a like a, a one-to-one communication method where you can speak to people and, you know, you can get them to click through and all these other things, right? And, and email is the best way to do it. So when it comes to building your audience, you have to have a focus on building your email list. And I believe you have to focus on one channel at a time. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about you know doing do you know using Instagram as a channel, using blogging, using podcasting, using YouTube, whatever channel it is you choose to build your audience. You have to be focused. You have to be disciplined. You have to be consistent on providing value within that channel, and you have to always try and get people to join your email list and build your email list and it's not about the numbers game it's just about building a tribe of real people like you or i that actually are interested in what you have to say are actually actually interested in the value that you can provide them and you actually speak to them on a regular basis you don't build an email list or an audience of people on your email list for six months, and then the only time you email them is when you're launching a course. That that that's not going to work. You need to foster and you need to build your community and build your tribe. And I think that's really important. Definitely. And one thing I'd just, I'd love you to unpack just a little bit more,
1: because I think it really jams people up. So you, you touched on the a thousand true fans. Yep. And I know a lot of people. You know, they might be watching this. They get excited, they want to go and do something, they want to go and teach something, but I've seen so many people, and I'm, I'm sure you have as well, they go and start doing a bit of research, and they almost freeze because there's already a course on that, or there's someone already doing something. And and I know that uh, it's sort of a little bit of a loaded question, because I kind of know what, where I want you to go with this, but I understand that thousand true fans, but how does that solve that problem if someone's thinking, okay, so Nathan's saying it, thousand true fans, I just got to get a thousand people, but then you go out onto Instagram or you Google and you look around, and it just seems flooded. Can you talk about that?
0: Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that like you, like anyone could to go and do it, right? But I think what you have to really think about is, are you passionate about this topic? Like, you know, when I when I, if I go back to my roots and try and think of how I can answer this question to you as authentically as possible, you know, Plenty of people could, and plenty of people did, say to me like, "Well, Nathan, there's like tons of different business magazines out there. Like, what, like what you're trying to do can't be done." Um, you know, well, wow, that's awesome that you got Richard Branson on the front cover of the magazine. But he's been on the, you know, the the front cover of every successful business magazine on the planet. And I think what you have to think about is if you're really passionate about a particular topic. And, and if you don't approach it just from, I want to make money, but if you actually genuinely care about the topic around what you want to build an audience around, let's just say you're really passionate about yoga. If you're really passionate about yoga and you you know, you know do yoga right now or you're a yoga instructor and you really like care and you're really fascinated and you're obsessed with this particular you know, hobby or it's a passion of yours, then you want to go out there and you want to provide value. You want to build community. You want to produce content for this community and this, like, you know, um, you know, the, the, like these potential people that might join your community and you want to provide value. And, it, you know, you have to think it, it has to be something that if you weren't even paid to do it, you would do it for free. Because trust me, when we were making like, you know, $100 a month off the magazine for the first month and then $200 a month the second month, like, that's not a lot of money, but I still enjoyed it. I still remember my first interview, um, you know, there's plenty of interviews with all sorts of founders and interviews with all sorts of business owners or whatever, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, I had so much fun and I really enjoyed it. This is what I was born to do. And I think, you know, for anybody that's sitting there thinking, oh, you know, that's really intimidating. Well, just remember that you, you can always provide value as long as you're really passionate about that particular topic. And, you know, you don't have to be an expert I certainly wasn't an expert. We've created a whole brand and business. And I, this is something that I'm actually quite self-conscious about, to be honest, is we've created a whole brand and business around entrepreneurship. And this was still my first business, right? It's yeah. crazy. So it's, it's, you, you can be the investigative journalist. You can go out there and report your findings. You can do the Oprah strategy. You know, the Oprah strategy is... Um, you know, when Oprah started, the reason that people um, at first used to watch her show was because she used to get famous people on her show. And people were really interested in what those famous people had to say. But as time went on, Uh, you know, people were much more interested in what Oprah had to say. And that's exactly kind of like what we did with the magazine. Like, you know, we interviewed these successful founders, kept interviewing, we just did the interview, like we just interviewed these successful founders and really strategically tried to get like incredible knowledge and incredible action items that would help people. And then as time goes on, you know, people are interested in the founder brand, right? And not like, yes, they're interested in the founders we interviewed, but they're interested in the founder brand and the content that we produce. So, you know, I hope that answers your question around about why. Yeah, definitely. And just as you're talking, one thing
1: as my mind was turning over, just to be really clear for for people watching, because one thing that can be a bit abstract is saying something like digital product. And maybe you and I can get caught up in how we talk and what we think about. And so today, you know, I just want to get really clear and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because we've talked about you know, digital magazine. So digital magazine being it's digitally delivered, it's on the iPad, you know, it's not a physical print magazine. So it's information interviews in a magazine. And then we talked about courses, which are in the form of really starting off with a workshop, which was delivered
0: live streaming and then recorded. So people had access to videos. So some people would call them information products or um, it's sometimes people call this a knowledge base business where you're sharing knowledge. Um, or, you know, it's like, you know, education, like it's an educational, like online, like it's a digital educational product in some way, shape or form. So if you have a skill or an expertise, um, you can package that up and, you know, turn that into a digital product an information product or a knowledge-based product. I hope that answers. Yeah. Does that? It does. I'd love to, but can we just like list out, like just even just freestyle what you think yeah, so it's like online courses, digital magazines, digital ebooks, books um, you know, it could be, uh, you know, an online workshop. So it's something that's delivered over, over you know, over like a streaming. Yeah, like... Definitely. No, was that, was that, there anything else? That's
1: nailed it. I just think in terms of then just quickly, so just recapping, we talked about it earlier. So people just need, a, it's a pretty basic tech stack in terms of what's required. Um, what would you say that people
0: need to be able to do it? <sighs> Look... You could go as like ghetto as literally delivering it over YouTube. You you know, you got your videos on YouTube or you could just use Zoom. You could go as ghetto as just using Zoom and then one other tool, which would be PayPal to accept payment. It is it like is it's few and far between or you could use you know a tool like teachable where it takes care of like hosting your course and charging and all these other things or you know we have like you know for us we have our own custom stuff it just it just totally depends but I don't want to intimidate people um it is really easy to get started I really do believe when it comes to if you want to produce a digital product even if it is a magazine um you have to start small and you have to just start and you have to what I call throw your hat over the fence. So always pre-sell when you you know you want to climb a fence and you've got a hat. You throw your hat over first, and then you climb. So I think that's a really good analogy and a way to think about when it comes to selling a digital product or an information product. Okay, so we've covered a lot of ground today. We've
1: talked around some of the origin stories of kind of the digital uh, products at Founder, and just how you've taken it from again that humble beginnings just you setting up a magazine, two subscribers, $5, putting it together to now opening an office in New York and having one thing we didn't really mention too much was because part of the scaling is it's videographers, it's editors, it's putting together a massive team because of how many courses yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been producing. So overall, just I'd love to hear some numbers around how many people have been consuming kind of like founder digital products? Can you talk some numbers around how many people have consumed content and courses, things yeah, like that? Yeah,
0: yeah, So we have millions of people consuming our content every single week across the podcast, blog, magazine, all of our social channels, email, etc. cetera. Uh, we've, we've, we've had over 100,000 plus customers actually purchase, you know, whether it's a magazine or one of our courses. Um, you know, we have a team of almost 30 plus people all around the world. Um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to take on the world, man. We've got pretty big visions. Like, you know, uh, I'm always thinking like, how can we build this incredible household name entrepreneurial brand that, yeah, like I said, is impacting tens of millions of people every single week at scale with our content. And it's crazy the thought that we can do this out of Melbourne. Um, yes, we're setting up an office in New York, but it's like a satellite office, but it's crazy, like. You know, I think we have no experience doing any of this stuff, whether it's building an educational company, online educational platform, or even building a, a media company, and we're just kind of just giving it a good crack. Absolutely. And so, I mean, and how many courses do you think we've put out now? Like how many times have we gone through this framework again and again? So funnily enough, um, the person that leads our course production, he's done almost 100 courses um, in his career. Uh, digital online courses he produced over almost 100 courses at founder we've produced yeah we're closing on like 15 plus by the end of this year we'll have at least 20 um so yeah we've done quite a few times
1: yeah, and, and I, th- I feel really confident in the framework that we use in terms of, as we said before, in terms of just making sure it's really actionable. We've run it so many times, even just the Instagram, how many times it's been reworked and then feedback and rework and fill the gaps and see what works, see what doesn't in terms of whether it's building the right audience, whether it's marketing, getting it out to the right people. And then, of course, I think one thing that I don't want to get into too much now, but obviously one of the real components, I think a real, real kind of art form in there is making sure people get results building it so, that it so that it works right like that's the model it has to work so that people will give case studies will give testimonials so that they'll rave about us and then it'll keep going in this cycle because obviously if you if you if it doesn't work and people aren't getting results
0: yeah it's crazy like literally laura said this morning she said oh maybe we should have an affiliate program because someone was asking about it because this person like did one of our courses loves the course so much she's recommended to two friends and they've actually signed up like it's crazy when you think about like so many people and it comes back to what I was saying at the start. It's like so many people want to create courses to make some extra cash or some money and all this stuff. But I think it always has to start with like, how can you do work you're passionate about? How can you build a business that you're passionate about, that excites you? And also how can you build a business that actually provides people value? And I think you know that's how you win. Um, you know, there's a famous quote by Zig Ziglar, and it's something along the lines that you can have everything that you want in life if you can, if you help enough people. Um, something. Well, yeah, like yeah. Is, do you know that one? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's yes. if if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Yeah, that kind exactly of thing. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I think that's so true. You know, I think. When I've looked at founder and the growth of the company, the more people that we've been able to serve, the more that we can grow the revenue of the company, the more people we can hire to produce more content, to help more people, and it just, it's just that's how it works.
1: Definitely. It's probably one of the most, I guess, probably the most exciting things when we meet people who've used things that have worked and they've changed their lives, all those kinds of things. Yeah. It's, it's very gratifying. That,
0: yeah, that's where the real gold is.
1: Definitely. and so naturally you know you, you were doing really well at Instagram people started to ask you when you were showing this kind of tremendous growth in Instagram they wanted you to teach and I know something for a long time you know we're getting all these instructors and you've always built founder as a brand you've always said I don't want it to be the Nathan Chan show and you have built it around the vision the team the audience which, which is something I think is incredible um we have done. I think it's a big part of the success as well because it's not an ego show, it's something you've built, something incredible where you keep equipping people, you equip the team, our audience, and it builds something so much bigger than I think you could ever, look, you could do huge things on your own, but I just think that vision is so big and by you not making it about you and everyone can buy into that, everyone can have a piece of that vision and you've made it so big. So I know that then a lot of people were then asking you obviously, why don't you teach a course, Nathan? When are you going to teach a course? <laughs> um, yeah, And I know that's something that's made you a bit uncomfortable for a while because you've always kind of wanted to keep moving things away from you in a sense so that it's not about you. It's about the brand. It's about the audience. It's about helping people. Um, But, you know, I think you got a little bit of pushback from the team because we're people, we talk about demand, we talk about audience and people wanted to learn from you. This is something you've built a large part of the company around. Well, really it's built on digital products. So we managed to twist your arm and eventually you've agreed to, to teach a course on this. How did you feel about teaching and it's an upcoming course, it's probably out by the time people see this video, but how did you feel about making that switch to to you being the instructor and in teaching on digital products?
0: Yeah, well, look, first of all, thanks for the kind words, man, you're, you're far too kind. Like, you know, founder wouldn't be where it is today very, very clearly without an incredible team. And, you know, you've, you've played a very, very big part in it's success, so I just want to acknowledge that. Um, but to answer your question, so look, we're really big at Founder on on producing stuff that people want and our community really wants to know how you do this stuff. They want to know how to create courses. They want to know how to build a, an online business around information products, digital products, how do you build an audience, all this stuff, right? And at Founder, you know, I'm really passionate around, you know, building an educational platform that, that can help you start or grow your business all the way up, you know, whatever you need to learn and we we're going to get teachers to teach that and there's just like one of the biggest demands people want to learn is, is how to create this kind of business, how to, how to do courses properly, how to, how to build an audience and when we looked at it, it's like, okay, well, this is probably something that I should be teaching. I can confidently go out and teach that. Does it excite me? Yes, it excites me because I want to, I love helping people but it doesn't excite me because one, uh, we're giving away a lot of secrets. We're a little bit like, like you know, our, our advisors have said we probably shouldn't be doing this. Um, and, you know, true to founder form, we just want to provide insane amounts of value. So we really want to make this, you know, as easy as possible for you. We've got all the frameworks. We've got all the templates. We've got all the systems. We're just giving them to you. So I'm pumped that we're going to get people tons of results. I'm scared that um, this course might fall into the wrong hands, to be quite frank, and that some people will take this and run with it. Uh, but you know, I, I have, I have faith that, um, you know, we'll be okay. And, uh, you know, that, you know, everyone in our community is awesome and that that's not going to happen, but yeah, I, so I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, if I'm being 100% frank and honest, I'm in two minds. I'm super pumped that we are launching this course. It needs to exist. And a founder, we want to, it doesn't, it's going to get to a stage where we have so many courses. It doesn't matter. You can choose what kind of business you want to launch, whether it's physical products, whether it's consulting, freelancing, whether it's SaaS, whether it's Amazon, all these different things, whether it's a digital products based business like us, we will teach you and we'll help you and we'll find legit founders to actually teach it. And I feel qualified that I can teach this, but, um, yeah, I, I really have poured my heart and soul into this. Uh, we've got also Zach, who is our, you know, leading our production. He, I've uh, twisted his arm to teach a component of this course because, true to our form, you know, we only get people to teach that have actually done it. Zach's done, you know, produced actually over a hundred plus courses, so um, he's teaching our module this course. So I'm excited to launch it, but at the same time, I'm a little nervous about you know, that we are giving away the farm a little bit, um, but we have to do what's right um, for our community really. And that's what, that's what the community wants. So yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I'm really, there's two things I'm glad you mentioned there. One was, yeah, because I think it's, we always want to be as real as authentic as possible. Yeah. And you and I have had those conversations. I know it was making you uncomfortable because you're like, but we're giving away all of our secrets and that's yeah. not like, like some marketing kind of language. It's you were genuinely concerned going, yeah, yeah. we're just opening up the business plan with our
0: IP and saying, well, here it is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so um, yeah, I, yeah, I am a little bit nervous yeah. about that. Yeah. And then the second, so that's, I think that's
1: cool. I think, yeah. I, think that, I think that's great because we know um, we're building something bigger and we, we love it when we see people win. And yeah. the second thing was cool was obviously, you know, Zach's kind of often behind the scenes, behind the camera. this has been an absolute beast. Um, really working on taking our production to the next level, heading up the New York office and just teaching us a lot of different things that we didn't know, just adding so much value. So I I was really pumped that, that, yeah, that he was teaching a module as well. I was really excited about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so if this is of interest to you, like it excites you that you want to build an online business around digital products, around something you're passionate about or a skill that you have um, and, you know, you you want to learn from us, like I, I honestly believe that we're the most, some of the most qualified people out there to teach this. Like we have done it many different times. Uh, we know how to get people results. We're you know just we're we're actually
1: giving it all to you. Hundred percent. Now, was there anything that you wished I'd asked around? Inf- well,
0: I guess we should. Rev- Do you want to reveal yeah, the yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. The- so the course is going to be called Infinite Scale. Yeah, okay.
1: and why and why did you go with that name?
0: I just honestly, it was really difficult. Um, we, me and you were talking about uh, what was it called from from knowledge to profit, knowledge to profit, we we're talking about as a name, but I think infinite scale is is the one that, that just um, excites me. I know it's maybe a bit aggressive, um, but I just think it's the most coolest name out there because, you know, always from day one, when we've built founder, we've always thought about how can we produce a digital product that is infinitely scalable, that you only have to create it once. And that's, well, we're going to teach you in this course. We even will have a bonus on how you want to do a digital magazine. If you don't want to do courses, that's fine. It's going to be mainly around, you know, building an audience and then working out how to further serve that audience with a course. But if you want to know how to do uh, magazines or ebooks or whatever, that's fine. We've got bonuses in there for that as well. But, um, yeah, that's what the course is called.
1: Nice. And I like, I like the idea of infinite because of freedom because whilst, you know, your vision and the goal is really building a team and setting up an office. We just there's so many ways that this can be done. It's really about freedom. I mean that's yeah, where it began. Yeah, initially.
0: yeah, hundred and ten percent. Like, to be honest, like when I first launched Founder, um, you know, yes, I wanted to find work I was passionate about, but yeah, I also like wanted to get out of my job, right? And and I wanted to be able to like for some reason like. And I do it a little bit, but not really like be like a digital nomad or whatever. And, and, um, I never forget like one of my mentors, Daryl, who I've actually interviewed and you can check this out on our YouTube channel or in the podcast and. When I was speaking to Daryl and I said, you know, I could either build a lifestyle business or like a big business, he said, I think, you know, which kind of business you should build. And I think that's what's really cool is you can do both, right? You don't have to want to build a big business when it comes to like, you know, like building an audience and selling digital products. Um, you know, you can build a business that's, you know, making five, 10 grand a month. And you can do workshops you can do courses, you can do blogging, podcasting, whatever. and And, and around a, a topic that you're passionate about or a skill that you have, um, you really have that choice, right? And you can you can be a digital nomad and stuff. And for me, I did that game for like six months max and then I was just bored and I, I'm a really ambitious person. And I, like I said, I, I get a real kick out of helping a lot of people and I, I think what we're building at, at Founder is very special and I think we can build something that's like, you know, incredible that can really help a lot of people at scale. So, yes, there is, there is a, a, an insane amount of freedom that comes from building a business like this. Awesome. Very cool.
1: And so... I mean, we've we've covered a lot of ground, um, really happy with what we've got into. Is there anything that I've missed, anything you wanted to cover or say about digital products or the course? I think
0: we've hit pretty much everything. Yeah, no, man, I think you did an amazing job. Uh, it's just been, yeah, so awesome to uh, share this journey with you and, uh, yeah, be on the other side of the microphone or the camera and, uh, yeah, have you work your magic as always, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I guess we probably should say if people want to find out more about the Infinite Scale course, you can go to founder.com forward slash infinitescale. Uh, you know, we're launching this course uh, very soon. Uh, in the next few weeks, um, probably when you're watching this, yeah, you, it might be just about to come out. So make sure you sign up to the wait list. Uh, we've got all sorts of like early um, early bird specials and bonuses and all sorts of crazy stuff. We can do some crazy stuff. So it's you don't want to miss this um, when we do relaunch this again, um, you know, the, the offer is going to be much different. Like, yeah. So you, you don't want to miss this. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's yeah, founder.com forward slash infinite scale. Awesome. Um, So I'll just recap really
1: quickly. So founded.com forward slash infinite scale. We'll do it at a launch special for the very first time. And I know there's going to be some pretty cool options there, including some live workshops as well. So it's all pre-recorded, but there's going to be some live training in the first round. And if people don't uh, take up this, kind of around this launch, the next time it'll probably be something like double the price.
0: Yep, something um, like that. Yeah, yeah, we always do like yeah all of our courses when we first launch them, we do it like a really low price just to really get a lot of people in the door and then get them insane amounts of results. And then, yeah, once we've proven that out and finesse the course, then we launch it again. Yep. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks so much, man. And, yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, great jamming with you. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it.